Welcome to For Love A Show. Thank you, Kim. Welcome <laughs> yourself. Thank you. Uh, this episode is sponsored in part by Wink. We got a sponsor. Woohoo! I'm the winking win- all over the place right now. Yeah, you are. Oh, those are good winks. Thank you. Um, wrong wink, though. You're right. How's it spelled? W-I-N-C. Wine Inc. Wink.com uh, is a wine delivery service that customizes each delivery specifically for you. If you go to wink.com slash F-L-O-S floss. Not the kind that you use on your teeth. Nope. The kind that you drink. Um, what? You go there and get 20 bucks off your first order and Wink will also cover delivery for you as well. in the hot seat kim moffett nice how does it feel does weird. it feel hot or cold weird someone just moved my hands <laughs> don't touch a microphone I that person was right to do so oh whatever listen as the guest of the episode i don't i don't know anything about this equipment. you're acting like a real diva already <laughs> i know i came in <laughs> i demanded a drink named after me muscles moffett <laughs> It's just water, guys. She's on a cleanse. So exciting. So exciting still. I'm on an alcohol cleanse. <laughs> yes. It's no alcohol, no coffee. How is that treating you? It's terrible. Can't recommend what, it What do you miss enough. the most? Is it bad that I don't know? Like as far as deciding between alcohol or coffee? Yeah. I, I think we don't discriminate as far as beverages. I miss them both equally. Yeah. I don't, you know. It's very different. I don't have kids, but I can imagine it's the same of saying like I don't love one kid <laughs> more than the other. But, but you then know, you really have your favorite deep down. You don't tough. want to admit it. It's tough when you wake up in the morning and you're used to like your normal glass of gin and then you <laughs> can't have it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, that's tough. But I'll, I'll, I'll get through it, I think. So, uh, welcome to For Love of Show. Oh, thanks. <laughs> Kim, have you heard of this podcast? I think you'd really I'm enjoy it. I'm a very big fan. Okay, good. Been good. a big fan since episode one. My co-host is too busy having exciting news, so she couldn't make it today in her usual form. She sounds like a jerk anyway. <laughs> she is, but cool. I love her. Um, Teach their own. And uh, so I think you should introduce yourself. Okay. For those who don't know you in this hot seat and uh, let them know why we've gathered everyone here today. Everybody gather around. Ben, Mel, cats. (laughs) 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 We, uh, yeah, Mel. So this is super weird. Um, I started a nonprofit. Woohoo. Today. Can you insert some applause right now? Sure. Okay, great. Live, live applause. Yeah, I don't have time to go back in and add no in problem. some applause. It's I all got about it. you. Yeah, thanks. Uh, yeah, so I started a nonprofit. So uh, I felt like since we have this podcast already, what a great way to tell people about it. And so I can Jewish mother you and just tell you how proud I am the Ugh. whole time. I'm already <laughs> feeling so uncut. If this was like a live feed, you could see how I'm like physically reacting to Or being I just keep feeding you like every 30 minutes. Yes. Okay, a great. live feed. It's yeah. a different. Well, I was, I was going with the Jewish mother theme. Oh, okay. Yeah. Cool. All right. Well, end of episode. So, so Kim, <laughs> uh, what is your nonprofit about? Uh, it is a nonprofit for voter advocacy and outreach. 
it's called We Are the People. Right now, we're we're starting small, and then we're going to grow. So right now, we're focused on voter outreach. We think we maybe have an idea, a way to increase getting voters to the poll, specifically 18 to 29-year-olds. So that's what we're doing. And when you say we, it's you and... And my friend Sasha. Hi, <laughs> Sasha. <laughs> yeah, so I've been working on this for a while. You've heard me probably talk to you annoyingly about this for a while not never annoyingly yeah well <laughs> hopefully not um i've been working on a documentary since 2013 it's a laugh a minute it's about the uh, texas 2014 gubernatorial race classic classic you're, you're in all the textbooks yeah <laughs> people love it uh so yeah so i, I did or i've been working on a documentary about that race and then also looking at like the larger voter turnout in 2016 as well and then about halfway through doing that documentary I decided that that would be just a piece of the puzzle and that I thought maybe I had kind of thought of a new way to increase voter outreach so yeah so now we're we've been working on starting a nonprofit as well and that's happening now now that's live so tell me about how you decided to do this what was the what was the moment where you said something needs to change and you realized that this was a very you know prevalent issue uh so it was kind of a classic dumb Kim thing um I was on Twitter as I always am and um, seems to be a theme in this country yeah and uh so back in 2000 <laughs> That was Melanie's straw <laughs> into the microphone. <laughs> Melanie's done with I'm her coffee. I'm five. Yeah. Um, so <laughs> this is falling apart. I wish you had a better co-host. It's just me and myself. I know. And you're doing a great job. We're hanging in there. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, in 2013, I, uh, I heard about a filibuster happening in Texas. Uh, it was the first filibuster of this length to be done, or second longest filibuster in Texas history. Um, first one of this length to be done by a woman, which is kind of a baller thing. And uh, so I started following the progress of this state senator, Wendy Davis, who had done this filibuster. And uh, she, it was insane. No news outlets were covering it. But hundreds of thousands of people were watching it online, on YouTube, which is so weird to think that people were tuning into YouTube to watch a filibuster and f just to interrupt, um, for those who don't know what a filibuster is, can you explain it in simple terms? Yeah, kind of like me right now. It's just somebody who talks a lot for a long period of time. So the idea of a filibuster is you're trying to prevent a vote from happening on the Senate floor or the House floor or wherever. And every state has their own different rules about how they want to do it. In Texas, they're very, very strict about how they do it. So in order for Wendy to do her filibuster, which was about 13 hours, she had to talk about one topic nonstop. You can't stop to collect your thoughts. You can't stop to go to the bathroom, to take a drink of water, to eat. You can't sit or lean against your desk. None of it. Really? I didn't know those details. Yeah, you have That's to literally intense. just stand there and talk about one specific topic. And then if you get three strikes, just like in baseball, you're out. So a strike would be taking a sip of water. Taking a sip of water, going off topic. So, And, you know, you're trying to prevent a, a bill from going to vote. And obviously, if you're trying to do that, it's because you think it's not going to pass. Or you think it'll pass and you don't want it to. So everybody else is against you, kind of. Everyone's fighting really hard because this is a topic that everyone feels really passionate about, either for or against. So everyone's doing whatever they can to kind of have their point of view seen and heard and they want to take it to a vote. So uh, so yeah, it was tough. She narrowly made it, just barely. She filibustered all the way past midnight. Then they went in and altered the computers to say that she had finished before midnight and that they had taken a vote and that 
the bill had passed, which she was trying to get it to not pass. And they had to go back in and say like, oh no, we lied. And so that's different now. <laughs> so it was a, a huge thing. And I think because of the drama of it and because, um, you know, it's n- not something that Texas does ever. Sure. Um, she garnered national and, and almost worldwide support. And so everyone was kind of keeping an eye on what she was going to do. And so she decided to run for Texas on October 3rd. Oh, man. Which is great. <laughs> <laughs> That's Mean Girls Day, Ben. It's Mean Girls Day. It's a bit. Cool. I, I celebrate every year. He's got a thumbs up. Wendy Davis, huge fan of Stephanie Drummond. <laughs> Yes. yes, as she should be, as, as anybody, should as be. anybody should be, with a head on their shoulders, should yes, be. Yes, exactly. So, uh, so yeah. So she ran for governor, and I decided that I was going to go out to Texas. And I was working on a show at that time, and we had a hiatus that was three months long. So I decided that I would go out to Texas, and I wanted to volunteer for the campaign. And then I kind of thought, oh, maybe I'll film a little bit of it or keep like a blog or something. I don't know. I just thought it was an interesting perspective because I'm from California. I'm not from Texas to go out there and uh, volunteer for a campaign that I won't have anything to do with after she wins. Seems kind of cool. So then I decided to do a documentary. Then I decided to do a documentary about voting all in like a week span. It just grew out of control. And here you are. And here I am. I've really made it. Yes, you have. (laughs) Okay. So that was kind of the motivation for this. Mm -hmm. And um, so what's the first step? So you're starting this nonprofit. Somebody wants to get involved. What do they do? Go to www.wearethepeople.org. W-E-R-E, the people. It sounds like we're the people, but you can't put an apostrophe in a in a web address. Isn't that a shame? It is a shame because now I got kind of drives the OCD, you know, up the wall a little yeah, bit. Yeah, a little bit. So go to, go to wearethepeople.org and we're going to try a couple things. So what we... So this morning, I made a plan to go see Beauty and the Beast at the Hollywood Bowl. By the way, Beauty and the Beast is going to, they're going to do a live performance at the Hollywood okay, Bowl. Okay, I thought you meant this morning, and I was like, uh, I'm, miss, I'm missing <laughs> I'm going some somewhere. Okay, okay, so so um, my friend sent me a text, put me on a group text, hey, does anybody want to go to this? We all decided, yes, we want to go, we'll get tickets, great. And it's in May, so we're already planning for it, we'll go in May. Great. Then like, probably a month, or three weeks out, we're going to plan who's driving, what time we're leaving. What are we eating? What are we bringing? What are we wearing? Where are we going to park? Every single detail of this. Beauty and the Beast, very important. Obviously. Not as important, some would say, Do as we know who's going to be playing? Zoe Deschanel is going to be <gasps> playing Belle. Okay, now this just got important <laughs> on a whole new level. Zoe Deschanel, guys, that's amazing. Yeah. Love her. Okay, well, I'll see you guys there. Anyways. Yeah, anyway, absolutely. So I <laughs> had this whole plan. Now you're going to talk to Sarah. You guys are going to come up with a plan. It's going to be a whole thing. Sure. Very important to go see Beauty and the Beast at the Hollywood Bowl. Yes. Not as important as the 2018 midterm elections. And yet when you go to vote in November and also June 5th for your primary California, you are going to vote. You're going to go on your own, I assume. Or you're going to vote by mail. But there's not like a plan in place. Like where's, do you know when Ben's going to go voting? Are you guys going to vote together? You know, you don't, there's not necessarily a plan in place for that. It's just something that you personally will do or statistically not do. Sure. Because like nobody votes in the midterms. So what we think we have is a model to create a voting plan. We're going to try and help politically active people who already know, yes, obviously I'm for sure going to vote. It's incredibly important to vote in every single election. And in fact, the smaller the election is, the more local it is. So the more important it is for you to vote. So we're going to try and reach out to those people and then get them to get their friends to vote. Because I don't know what a stranger needs to vote. I don't know what's going to motivate somebody to get them to the polls. I know what motivates me to get me to the polls. What motivates you to get you to the polls? 
a, a range of topics, um, civil rights issues, women's health care issues, education, the environment. So you go for the social issues, mm-hmm. mainly. Yeah. And you can't assume that other people are doing the same. But I, So you absolutely. have to crack the code of what is bringing people there, which is probably different for every it's single every person. every single person. No two people have the same outlook on life. Even if you think that you do, you get, you know, like even slightly different. It's going to change how you vote. For sure. Or just the excitement with which you go to vote. Correct. So instead of trying to figure out what makes every single person tick, I feel like that simplifies the process too much. Everybody fits in this box, so we're going to make sure that this box knows to go to vote. That's not working. So we're going to try something different. We're going to try and get you to motivate your friends to vote. And we'll give you all the tools. We will help you. We will talk to them. Your friends can call me on the phone. I'm not going to give you my number on the phone on the <laughs> podcast right now. <laughs> I'm realizing that maybe that's going to have to change. Well, <laughs> you never know. Well, you know. Um, you could get a, a separate cell phone. A separate cell phone. It could be very, like, you know, very drug dealer-esque. As I try it to do It could be like the voting the dealer. <laughs> I like this. I'm going to get a pager. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. I'm going radio shack. I, if I see that on your belt, like I'm just that's gonna make me the happiest. That's it. You're just, it's gonna be buzzing constantly. I would do it for you Thank to you. make you happy. I'll Thank get you. A pager. Just so I could giggle every time. <laughs> <laughs> like she's so important. She's so important. So <laughs> we'll give you all the tools you need. We'll help you find your your polling place. We'll help you make sure that your friends are registered to vote. We'll talk to them. We'll make them understand why it's important to vote. But the key thing is that we're not gonna tell them how to vote because we don't so i feel like that's well that's a a valid topic to bring up because obviously you have a political preference Mm -hmm. you know you're not necessarily going to share that because it's irrelevant the point is for people to vote so if somebody asks for your opinion is it going to be how are you going to be neutral because i know that for me that would be hard it's really (laughs) hard it's really hard to be neutral and i i think that pretending like i don't have a political preference negates the point correct so what it is it's not about finding out what my preference is it's about finding out like what are you passionate about okay well let's find a bill that's on the ballot right now that matches that and let's see how you feel about it let's look at what both options are what are you voting for or against what are these people what have they said about this thing that you're passionate about let's talk about that more and then that'll help you figure out what you're how you're going to vote and what if somebody says, I, I don't like either of the candidates for this specific election? What would you tell them? That's a bummer, <laughs> but it doesn't matter. It matters that you don't like the candidates. It does. It matters in the long term because, you know, it sucks when you, <laughs> you have to choose between one or the other. But saying, I don't like them, so I'm not going to vote, doesn't make it go away. Correct. They still have to, a vote is still important. But yeah. what would you tell somebody who is completely just just doesn't want to have any involvement yeah how would how would you guide them let's look at things that you actually care about let's not talk about candidates let's not talk about propositions let's not talk about any of that tell me how you spent your day today did you feel like you you wanted to go to the park but there wasn't a park available you wanted to make dinner but you didn't have a grocery store close enough to you did you feel like you were inundated with ads when you didn't want to be did you feel like the roads that you drove on were bumpy and you wish they were smooth did you drive past a school that you think should have better playgrounds great then let's find out how to fix those problems and we'll kind of work our way that way okay i understand it sucks that sometimes the candidates aren't the candidates you want they are the candidates that are there and it, it again like not voting at all doesn't make it go away right because then i'm voting and then I'm making decisions for you. And nobody wants that. Yeah. So then I know you were saying um, you would be having people 
tell their friends and sort of that sort of chain of communication. Mm -hmm. Uh, Talk a little bit more about that. I'm curious. (laughs) The way I think about it is that when I first was making this documentary, I had one mission. I wanted to get my friend Sierra to vote. Why? Okay. So why didn't Sierra vote until? Because she just didn't feel like it mattered. Interesting. She had she never voted before? I think she had irregularly. Okay. Got it. Um, not not. I think presidential, but okay, maybe not. Mid-term. And what was her Certainly argument? Not. She said, "I don't. I don't vote. I don't find it's important. just not interested." Okay, which is common. That's a common thing. That's not a, a catch-all. Well, answer, that's what I was going to ask you. Yeah, it's a pretty common response just that the, people have. Meh, maybe maybe not. Just, you know, the smaller the election is, like I said, it's more crucial to you to vote because it's sure. going to be, uh, it's going to affect you more. But people also feel like cause it's not in the news. They kind of don't hear about it. They don't really. Yeah. And, and to their credit, it, it isn't exactly on billboards to guide you the way. Yeah. Um, it's not even on your local news. Maybe they'll mention that an election's happening. They never say what it is. And who's watching local news? To be perfectly yeah. honest, like well. people should, but nobody, I don't have cable. And I get news, but. I don't get local news. Right. I had to search out local sure. news. So local elections don't necessarily, I'm not like inundated with ads constantly. Yeah. And so I can understand kind of feeling like it doesn't really matter because no one's telling me it matters that yeah. much. And so the whole, like my, a lot of my motivation was just to get sweet, beautiful Sierra to vote. She <laughs> is both of those things. I know. She really is. She really is. But <laughs> <laughs> she's got great hair. She does. She she's really just like does. she's just a solid. She's a solid whole package. She's a solid ten. <laughs> she's a solid ten. I wasn't gonna use a number system, but we went there. So uh, anyway, that's about my friend Sierra. But so uh, then she called me to say that she had voted in 2016 election, and I was so happy and so excited. And it was because I was talking to her about it. And also because it was a really it important election. It was a election. crazy big election. And maybe she would have anyway. But okay. she was seeing me talk to her about it. And yeah. hearing me talk to her about why it was so important. And what we were voting on. And what the issues were. And, you know, in California, it's easy to think that your vote wouldn't matter. Because you think... And, and in other states, in non-swing states, candidates aren't coming to see you. The state kind of just votes how it normally votes. Sure. The same way you could... You could say about Mississippi, you know? Absolutely. But that's not necessarily the case. And if every single person thought that, if every single Republican in Mississippi thought it doesn't really matter, the state's going to go the way it's going to go anyway, and they stayed home, then you have a blue state. Why? And vice versa. Why then do you think states have stayed the colors they are for years and years? Because the people that are voting go out and vote. It's not necessarily that that's, that that whole state feels the same way about something. If you look at a state like Texas, I spent a lot of time in Texas for this documentary. I talked to a ton of people. I talked to liberals. I talked to Republicans. I, I talked to everybody. That state is a purple state, but not everybody's voting in that state. They have like the 48 out of 50 lowest voter turnout. It's just who's going out to vote. Do you think the, the population has anything to do with it? I think the... Texas especially, just because of its mass <laughs> yeah yeah there's there's a couple of problems with it so the easy thing is to say that the the way to fix voter apathy is that everyone should vote everyone should vote but not everyone can vote um and not everyone can vote easily there's a pretty serious voter disenfranchisement problem you see it in texas you see it in states that have been gerrymandered all around districts that look like snakes instead of squares and it doesn't really look like it should because the block right next to you is a completely different district it's three houses away doesn't make any sense so you have these states where this is a problem and they have been manufactured to look a certain way so that 
voter turnout will continue to be a certain way. But if every single person still gets out and vote, you have a better chance to have your voice heard and to be able to overcome problems like that. Uh, do you feel like the availability of voting is where it should be or should it change? Meaning, you know, the amount of schools and other locations that you can go? Or do you think that there should be more? Would that help? Does that have anything to do with this? That's a huge part of it. So that's a big part of voter disenfranchisement. Um, areas where your vote is respected more, um, you can vote early for longer. You can vote on weekends. Um, it's easier to get to a poll. You can walk to your voting booth. It's easy. There's polls all around. Yeah, and the the span of hours is a big thing, too, because mm -hmm. not everybody can leave work and all of that. Mm -hmm. But in areas where they n don't necessarily want every single vote to count, it's harder to get to the polls. They're further apart. They're shorter hours. They don't have early voting. North Carolina is a great example of doing it all wrong. And some people are trying to fix it, so I don't want to just like bash on North Carolina completely. But you can look at them as an example of places that have some pretty bad voter disenfranchisement going on. No early voting, little to no early voting, uh, very few polls. And people have to drive very far distances. Legally, you can take four hours out of your day to go out and vote. But not everybody feels comfortable being able to do that. If your voting place is far away and you don't have a car, you have to take a bus to get there, do you feel comfortable telling your employer, no, legally you have to let me go? If you really, really need that job, you might not. And your polling place is too far away, you can't get to it. Right, and the pri pri people's priorities are different. And, mm -hmm. you know, work is more important than everything for a lot of people. It should be easier to vote. Yes. Period. For in, in a lot of different ways. Voter ID is something that We're the People is very strictly against as an organization. And that's one of the things that makes it harder to vote is the, ID that, the idea that you need a voter ID. Because let's be serious. If you think that you're going to overthrow the, our election cycle by going in person and committing in-person voter fraud, what, like, what is an ID do it like what what does that even look like where you're gonna go in once and you're gonna come back out you're gonna have the glasses with the mustache and the fake nose you're gonna go again and say i'm so and so i let me vote in-person voter fraud doesn't happen it happens once like a decade it's just not a real thing so we're pretty strict in our belief that voter ids don't don't need to be needed um and you can go back and look at it. they struck down a pretty key part of the uh, voting rights act it was section four what they did is basically say there were certain states, full states, and then certain counties within the states that were um, purposely not allowing everybody to vote. And so with the Voting Rights Act, with this piece of the puzzle, they said, if you want to, if you states want to change how you vote or how you allow people to vote, then you need to go to the U.S. Supreme Court. It needs to be a national decision because you can't be trusted with voting rights, which is fair. Some people need a little help. That's okay. But then they struck down this key part <laughs> of the Voting Rights Act, so now these states could make whatever decisions they wanted. But Texas, on the day it was struck down, decided voter IDs mandatory from now on. That election cycle, 2014, one... Um, district within Texas uh, saw a 30% turnout. So somebody wanted to figure out why just 30%. So they went in and studied it. Twelve, they looked at, or they polled 400 non-voters within the district. 
of the 400 people they polled, 12.8% said they didn't vote because they didn't have the right ID. Of those 12.8%, 97.3% did have the right ID. So that's 400 people. That's a pretty small amount of people that didn't vote because they thought they didn't have the right ID, but they actually didn't. But if you took that and applied it to 33 states that do require voter IDs, that means that 18.6 million voters didn't vote because they thought they had the wrong ID, while only 2.7 million actually didn't. It's just meant to confuse people. Hey, Kim, you know how we like to get our guests super drunk so they talk about things? Mm-hmm. It's the only way I like to do it. And how we get drunk so we can accidentally say accidentally stuff that we say regret? Stuff. Exactly. A common well, Monday for me. I think that we have, um, we found our calling. I believe we have, <laughs> Melanie. So this is perhaps the most exciting thing that's literally ever happened. It's true. Guys, we have a sponsor. It's happened. We've made happened. it to the big time. Not only is it a sponsor, but it is the most appropriate sponsor that I could ever imagine. You know why? Because it has to do with winking and wine. Mm-hmm. Both things that are our favorites. Love winking. Love winking. Love drinking wine. Love whining. Love whining. Just Sometimes. all of the above. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Uh, wink.com is an online wine delivery service. Uh, you can take a survey, which is really awesome. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can figure out what you like. Even if you know what you like, you can learn more about what you like. Yeah. Do you like coffee? Yes. Do you love berries? Duh. Do you love weaving baskets? I wouldn't say I love it, but I'm certainly interested in learning more about it and its personality. And well, what there's a wine that will help you do that. Perfect. That's how specific we can get here. I like it. I like it a lot. And uh, it's delivered right to your door. You mm-hmm. have to be home, though. You do have That's to the be key. home. I was home. You know why? Because you have to show your driver's license to make sure you're 21. And mm-hmm. uh, How'd it go for you? Well, it didn't go so well because <laughs> I didn't really think about the fact that I wasn't going to be home because Wink is very organized and it said exactly when it was going to be delivered. Mm-hmm. And I just didn't think that, oh, right, I'm at work. So I had it delivered to a FedEx location because FedEx does a lovely job in delivering these. FedEx these is not our sponsor. Pack- packages. Sorry. Maybe next time. Maybe <laughs> next season. Um, and uh, the guy at FedEx gave me my package. And then you could tell he like really wanted to say something. And he was kind of like rattling it a little bit. And I was like, <laughs> dude, careful with that. And then you could tell he wanted to make a joke. So I was kind of like, OK, like, go for it. Say it. <laughs> Hit me with I know best you shot. want to. And he was like, <laughs> don't drink all this at once. It'll make you sick. <laughs> I was like, oh, well. I think I said something like, yeah, I've been there, done that. And then... <laughs> regretted it immediately and uh went home and opened up my very organized package and i really genuinely liked every every type of wine regardless if they're our sponsor or not they helped me make some really great selections and who doesn't like wine i know well some people it's okay if you don't it's okay we're not judging it's fine but if you do but if you do this is for you yeah i liked it a lot my selection was awesome i liked um this is so not the best way to judge wine i guess but i liked all the labels (laughs) It's a valid thing. I mean, sometimes when you're choosing between two, you go with what you go with the cool label. Yeah. So um, I yeah, I was very happy with my wine selection. So if you want twenty dollars off of your order, and who doesn't? Who doesn't? I mean, that could go a long way. Mm -hmm. What are you too good for twenty (laughs) dollars? You're not. (laughs) Nobody is. Nobody's too good to just take twenty dollars off of an order. The point is, go to www.wink w-i-n-c dot com slash f-l-o-s. Loss. The loss. Not the type you use on your teeth. And they cover shipping, so you don't have to worry about oh, that either. Yeah, that's always a pl- that's always a plus. Yeah. Why not do it? So back to your back to your nonprofit. So somebody goes, they go to that website, they sign up. Mm-hmm. Now what if they want to make a donation? What 
where is we that would money greatly appreciate where was that. that where is that money gonna go to programming so um we want to travel to different schools we're gonna start in la for okay. the primary uh which is june 5th okay we're gonna try and get local colleges and local college students to engage their friends in the process and see if that works and see how voter turnout changes. We're going to follow up with them afterwards and see if they think it worked. If they can just get three friends, that's all we're like. We're not asking anybody to get their whole like sorority to go out and vote. Sure. I'm, I mean, no, that would, would be, be great, great. <laughs> yeah. but get, find three friends. I don't have three friends, but people do. Yes, sh- you. An average person. Have you been? And I have the cats. That's four <laughs> friends. <laughs> the cats can't vote. Dang it. No, no they, they really can't. should though. That would be voter what if fraud. I, what if I put their paw on the on the little machine? That would be voter fraud. You're right. Then once we, if this works, if it doesn't work, we're going to fix it. We'll move it around a little bit. We'll adjust what needs to adjust. And then we're going to try again because we have elections always. So we uh, once we're done here in L.A. for November, for the midterms in November, we want to do, we want to run statewide in California. We also want to be out in Texas because that's where the documentary took place or a lot of the documentary p- took place. So we want to get out there and talk to people that we already talked to. And then Sasha lives in New York, so she wants to run her programming in New York. So we're going to try and travel and get things going in those three states. And then for 2020, we want to run nationwide. We want to have programs going at least in like a couple colleges in every sure. single state. And you said colleges because of the demographic, correct? Yes. The 18 to 29, did you say? 18 to 29. That's where the biggest problem is? That's where the census sh- like marks the biggest problem. Got it. So... It, We'll take anybody. If somebody who's not in that age range says, I think I can get three friends to vote, please come to us. Sure. Sign up. Let's help you. We're not saying, just looking at the numbers. What we're also looking at is when you start voting younger, that's a sustained vote. You're going to continue voting for the rest of your life. Because it just it just becomes part of your routine and the things mm-hmm. that you do when the time comes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So studies have shown that if you're talking about politics at home you're gonna go out and vote you're gonna care about politics and then you're gonna care about politics forever it doesn't need to be the first thing on your mind but you gotta vote when the time comes so we want to we want to have this program at least this year in three different states and so that programming you know comes at a price okay they say yeah sure we have three friends how are you gonna know that they're actually doing that because people tend to especially if they're starting to do something that they you know aren't used to doing that it's a new routine they're implementing Mm -hmm. people need to be held accountable i feel like they like whether it's you know they're not going to send you their i voted sticker but i wonder if there's a way for them to check back in with you there really isn't a way for us to know Hey, you, you lied. You said you right. were and you didn't vote. So, I mean, we'll see the, we'll see numbers, yeah. but there's no way for us to know sure. how the numbers changed. If that was from us, if that was just the times, everyone yeah. was feeling motivated. So I think it's just going to be us holding ourselves accountable, making sure that we're in touch with these voters a week out the day of the week afterwards. Hey, did you vote? And being totally open and okay. If you didn't vote, don't be embarrassed. Let's talk about why. Because there's another election. We're going to let's try and figure out why you didn't do it this time and then let's work on it for the next time. Sure. It's not the end of the world. It's it's not great, but it's a fixable thing. Mm-hmm. Voter apathy is a fixable it's a very serious problem, but it's a fixable problem. Sure. And do you feel like it is more important now than ever, perhaps? Because of the No. No. I think it's equally as important, always. Maybe right now you feel really bummed out by what you're seeing happening in our country. It's okay to be discouraged, but you can't say that I'm never voting again because my vote this time didn't matter. 
It did matter. It mattered for a lot of stuff. Maybe it didn't change the presidential election outcome, but it probably helped with other things because you didn't, you likely didn't just vote that one thing and then leave the rest of the ballot blank. That's you voted true. for other stuff. So you can be discouraged, but you can't count yourself out forever. Or if you're pumped, if this is exactly what you want the country to look like, that's your own deal. That's fine too. But if you don't vote, in November, things are going to look different because people are motivated this year. We want to help them figure out how to like stay motivated. People are more motivated this year. You can see it in a couple small elections here and there. But if you don't vote, if you're happy with the way things are going right now and you don't vote, you can't complain when things start to change and go away from how they want. Complaining is my favorite. If you voted, then, you know, go march, go do whatever you want. If you didn't vote, then, you know, figure out why and we'll fi- we'll fix it. Well, you know, we'll f- you got another one. You got another yeah. chance to vote. Yeah. What are your thoughts on the fact that Kelly Clarkson is now a coach on The Voice? I'm glad you brought that up. And to be honest, that's the one reason I wanted to come here today. Great. I think it's good. I think she needs to be getting out there, showing her personality. I'm happy for her. I do think it's a big fuck you to American Idol. And that's okay. I'm <laughs> tired of American Idol. It was down for like two years. Now you're back No, no rebooting yourself. You're a contest show. You don't need to be rebooting. (laughs) Just like alter the rules by one, have a different host, and then you got a whole new show. Don't call it American Idol. Yeah, for sure. I'm happy for Kelly Clarkson. I want her to be on literally everything. Yeah, for sure. And if you auditioned for The Voice, obviously you would choose her as your coach. Obviously. 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 Is Leisha Keys on? If Kelly Clarkson was not on The Voice, Alicia Keys would be my mentor. Rightfully so. But Kelly Clarkson always. Thanks for getting to that hard-hitting news. No problem. I just really (laughs) felt that that tied in nicely. Yeah, I think so. Yeah. I did... When I was in Texas, I gave a speech at the League of Women Voters at one of their meetings, and uh, I definitely did talk about Kelly Clarkson. As you should. Because, you know, Texas, you got state pride, you got Kelly Clarkson, show some state pride in the voting booth. Pretty much, pretty much. Yeah. Did American Idol offer her a spot? I don't think so because maybe I think it's that a rule that no previous winners can be judges and maybe it wasn't a fuck you to American Idol. I don't know. She kind of, she got that record deal from American Idol and then she got screwed on that deal and it was a whole thing and then I that's why she has that. a, oh yeah, that's why My December only has one single and that's not even the best song on the album. Oh, interesting. I think that's one of her greatest albums. Maybe, now, like, maybe is, speaking of, you know, revivals, they should just like start releasing singles from that album. I'm ha- you know what? Of, I'll take care of that. Because of voter apathy. <laughs> To solve voter apathy, let's start re-releasing singles from my December, but we're not releasing whatever that one was. The one that already was a single. It's just not the best one. And then the album had like four remixes of it. Nobody wants a remix on the album. Yeah, except for Mandy Moore's I Want to Be With You, but that's a different, that's that's just a totally different subject. That's a different subject altogether. It should be on there. Yes. I got issues with Mandy Moore's albums being released also, as you know. But that's for another episode we already made. Yes. No, and and neither neither are they. Um, Are you going to have any merch for your nonprofit? Yeah, we got a new logo. Really? Yeah, we got a new logo. Tell me about it. It, um, Tell you about the logo? Yeah. It's... um, it's two talk bubbles that okay. are red and blue. Okay. And they kind of cross over. And then in the middle is ah, like a united. check mark. They're united. Uh-huh. Why didn't you call it? Or is there a difference between we the people and we're the people? Yeah. It's meant to be inclusive. So we together, all of us are the people that can make a difference in our elections. We can make a difference in our cities, in our communities, in our country. We all together are going to do this thing. And probably we the people was like taken. 
Yeah, it may have like a little TM next to it. Maybe. Just slight. Yeah. <laughs> I think it's in some big document somewhere. Uh, I think it was in Hamilton the Musical. Yes. I think Lynn Manuel Miranda owns yeah, that saying. Yeah. Lynn. So <laughs> <laughs> I was like, I don't want to take you to court. It's a whole thing. What um, would you do if you got a call from him and was like, I think I'd like to join your nonprofit? I'd be like, great. If you go to we're the people.org, <laughs> we would love to have you sign up, find your three friends that you want to get to vote, and let's talk about how we're going to get them to the polls, Lynn. Perfect. <laughs> This is great. No bias. No bias at all. That's great. And Sasha will probably have to handle it because she's in New York. I'll be sad, but, you know. He he travels. Oh, he does travel. I mean, Come to California, Lynn yeah. Manuel Miranda. Let's talk we'll about voting. We'll just have voting. to check our tracker device on him, and I'll let you know where he is. Okay, great. Thank cool. you. Cool. 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 Um, <laughs> okay, so to speak in more current terms, mm-hmm. um, what was voter turnout like in 2016? I'm glad you asked me, Melanie. Thank you. <laughs> I'm surprised we didn't this talk question. about this at all. No, I'm surprised by the question. And off the top of my head, I can tell you that 60.2% of eligible voters turned out in 2016, which is a 1.6% increase from in 2012. the 2012. Okay. Yeah. So, which seems like it would have been higher because everybody was talking about the election. But a lot of times, what you, what happens is when you feel like you've been living in an election for. 5,000 years, mm-hmm. as I think we maybe Very all did, <laughs> um, by the time it actually happens, you don't really want to deal with it. You just want it to be done. So there's some irony there because voting seems like it would be the the closure. Yeah. But but I, I see what you're saying. It's, it's it doesn't happen. Like it's that. not. <laughs> um, so so Trump obviously is our president. He won the Electoral College. However, Hillary won the popular vote. Uh, Hillary got 2.9 million more votes than Trump. But Trump won the Electoral College. So if you're not, if that is confusing to you, that's understandable. It is a confusing process. But basically, for the most part, every state gives their Electoral College votes in a winner-take-all system. So it doesn't matter how close that state is. If you won by 2% of the vote, you're going to get the whole deal. So the way it works in, or the way that we can talk about it for 2016, is that Michigan, Pennsylvania, and Wisconsin, Trump won those states by 0.2%, 0.7%, 0.2%, 0.7%, and 0.8%, respectfully. That works out to, in Michigan, 10,704 voters. In Pennsylvania, 46,765 voters. And Wisconsin, 22,177 voters. Uh, those three states, those just a little bit, gave Trump 46 electoral college points. And that's how he won. Less than 40,000 voters gave Trump his victory. And you can feel however about it you want, but here's what I want to talk about. 109 million eligible voters didn't show up this year. That's unbelievable. 80,000 votes tipped the presidency one way or the other. 109 million people did not show up. It's completely unacceptable. And who knows how those voters would have voted? So we can't say we have this because of that. Maybe those 109 voters would have voted for Trump, and then he would have won the popular and the electoral, and there would be no arguing. Maybe they would have voted the other way. Maybe they would have voted for Jill Stein. But you know, <laughs> just you don't know. But they, they chose to sit back and let everybody else dictate history for them. It's completely unacceptable, especially when you're looking at 80,000 votes deciding a presidency. It's just, I don't know, it's, inc- it's, it's important. By the way, 2,540 people decided that election too. Wow. So if you think your vote doesn't matter, you're wrong. You're 100% wrong. In a swing state, in a non-swing state, it doesn't matter. The election in Pennsylvania this week, less than 500 votes made the difference between those two candidates. Less than 500. That's insane. Guess where the winner was from. <laughs> Where was the winner from, Melanie? Mount Lebanon, Pennsylvania. Never heard of it. <laughs> <laughs> also, we don't know how many people turned out to vote there. 
But I can tell you that the high in a special election, like if you're if you're having the best election ever, the best day of your life, 25% of voters turn out. That sucks. That's embarrassing. We need to fix it. And, you know, like I said, the easy answer would be everybody can vote, but not everybody can vote. So we need to fix two problems, which is that people that want to vote have a hard time voting. But also right now, so our short-term goal, though, is to figure out how to get the people who can vote to just do it. Like Nike. Um, do you remember the first time that you voted? First time I voted was for a special election. Really? Yeah. I think it was the first time that I was engaged in politics. It was interesting to me that we were having a recall of our governor and then we were going to just boot him out and <laughs> vote for a new one. And I was fascinated by the idea that Arnold Schwarzenegger was going to run for governor because he hadn't shown any political... Well, I guess he did, but he... It wasn't was like he was a surprise. mayor or, a, or an assembly sure. member and then sure. suddenly ran for governor. Sounds familiar. Yeah. So <laughs> it was, it, that's that was interesting to me, I guess. Yeah. And yeah. I was in college. I was in film school. So everybody wanted the celebrity to win, which was so annoying to me. Just nobody cared about the politics of their candidate. They just cared about like, no, because, you know, the muscles. So I do remember that. I also remember um, the 2008 presidential election because that was the first time I volu- like heavily volunteered for a campaign. Very I mean, cool. like lightly heavily volunteered. I made a couple calls, mm-hmm. but it was still, it was exciting. It was exciting yeah. to be part of the process. And my niece, I was living with my brother and sister-in-law and niece at the time. We all were living in a little house together. So cute. Very cute. And my niece was so little and I took her to go vote with me. Oh, yeah, it was very, very cool. cute. She was really interested in it. She had mm-hmm. questions about it. Yeah, nice. it was cool. I feel like this episode is not very funny. Well, I mean, <laughs> it's, it's like not so a very serious. funny topic. <laughs> yeah, that's true. You want to tell a joke? What did the finger say to the thumb? <laughs> I don't know, Kim. What did the finger say to the thumb? <laughs> I'm in glove with you. Oh. <laughs> Ben's so That's mad right solid. now. That's solid. <laughs> you need to go that joke? make you take a walk? Just a little quick one around the block? I've been telling that joke proudly since freshman year of high school. Okay, cool. Cool. I was hoping you were going to say like maybe second grade. No, no, no. Freshman year of high school is really where I hit good. my stride with comedy. I see that. Okay, great. Yeah. Uh, well, I think we've covered the humor in this. <laughs> I think we've checked but, out humor. But honestly, it's okay that it's not funny because this is not, uh, this is a serious topic. Yeah. And it is a serious topic. It's like the one thing that I take very, very seriously. Yeah. And I'm very proud of you and I'm very happy for you and excited and honored to be your friend. Oh, I'm so uncomfortable. I know. I love this so much. I'm going to keep going. <laughs> and I really think that this is such an important issue that you're bringing to light. And Thanks, buddy. I have no doubt that we're going to see some difference because of it. I hope so. I really hope so. I hope that people like don't feel weird about reaching out and talking to me about I this. I think that is, I mean, I think that's just such an important thing in today's day to be able to talk about it in a safe so. environment. And by the way, if you're listening to this and you think I'm full of it, also reach out and tell me. Yeah. Let's, let's talk about that too. Like, sure. I won't be shy. I, I don't, th- I think the most important thing is that we as a nation feel probably right now very divided and that's probably one of the scariest consequences of everything that has happened recently is that we just feel like we can't sit down and have conversations yeah it's there's just it gets heated and emotional Mm -hmm. and And that's okay it's okay to be emotional about what's happening it's okay to feel really really happy or really really sad or anything but to you just need to be able to sit down and have a conversation definitely yeah link.com slash (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> I don't know, Kim, is there any social media that where the people is going to have? Yes, go to the internet. Uh, do you have one? Uh, I can find one. Cool. Find an, find your closest internet. Um, 
go to wearethepeople.org, W-E-R-E, thepeople.org. And uh, all of our social media links will be on there. Uh, so, well, that's for Love Show. Uh, thank you for listening to this very important episode. Uh, our guest is just, that hot seat. Was just okay. That hot seat is is hotter than ever. Um, sorry, Mercea Monroe. Sorry, Mercea. Just kidding. And I'm her not. boobs. I know. I can't compete. <laughs> <laughs> um, no, this was great. And I hope everybody took a little something from this. And Kim, thanks for being on our own show. Thanks. It was really hard to make it happen. I'm glad our schedule I really don't feel out. like I covered the weight with just my, me and myself. You did such a great for, job. For the hosts. Um, but we are for love of show on Instagram, Facebook, and Twitter. And dot com. Boom. Uh, Kim Moffat is now more public than ever looking for so many more followers. Uh, always needing followers. Maybe we should vote on this. Oh, we should vote. We should vote on this. Okay. Okay. Uh, and she is at Kim Moffat on all of the things. Instagram, Facebook, Twitter. Not, not .com. Not Facebook. Oh, yes, .com. You have Fun Kim, fact. KimMoffat.com? Yeah, I bought okay. that. Are you well, kidding me? See, see how much I learn about... Um, <laughs> about my friend here when I interview her. Uh, and of course, uh, check out where the people, this is very exciting and vote. Yeah. Bottom line, vote, vote in June. Like your democracy depends on it. Yeah. yeah in June also. <laughs> and in June. Well, also. in California, in California, in California. Yeah. Or for our California just listeners. Find, just go to where the people are. You'll find the dates. Exactly. <laughs> That's our show. Okay. Bye. Bye.